Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. I'm Nurse Coach Sean, your host. Today, I am so excited about this interview that I did with Julie Demers. She is a holistic pelvic floor physical therapist who helps women who struggle with pelvic floor symptoms like leaks, prolapse, and pain um, to help them regain control of their core and pelvic floor holistically so that they can go back to the activities that they love without worry. So I am really excited. So much amazing information that um, that we talked about in this episode. And I think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of women out there who have struggled with some pelvic floor symptoms. And because it's such an a personal topic, it can be really hard to talk about. And today we're just opening up that conversation. So I hope you get a lot of value out of this. And let's get right into the interview. Hey friends, I'm Nurse Coach Sean, and this is my podcast. In this podcast, I will be sharing with you how to create a well and balanced life that connects with who you truly are, whether it be a meditation or mindfulness practice, an insightful interview, or just sharing my own journey and expertise on different life and wellness topics. Hopefully, if you're listening, you will walk away feeling more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to cultivate radical self-love. This is your encouragement to create a more fulfilling and vibrant life for yourself. This is your invitation to lean into your curiosity and intuition. Together, let's build a compassionate space through which to heal. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. Julie, I'm so excited to be interviewing you today. Yay, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be there with you. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm really excited about this topic because um, I think pelvic health and just like talk about the pelvic floor in general can be such an uncomfortable topic for people. So I'm really excited to dive into this with you. Um, I know you're an expert on all things pelvic health. So uh, can you before we start, can you just give us a short description of of who you are, how you came into working um, in this field, and um, just kind of who who you help. Yes. Well, I'll address why I'm doing this taboo thing at the same yeah. time. <laughs> so I, I'm a physical therapist. I've been a physical therapist for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I had my daughter, I had pelvic floor issues. So I had leaks, I had pain. Uh, and I even discovered later that I had prolapse. When I started having these issues, um, at the first, at first I was trying to ignore it, but then I started to try to to learn how to take care of it because I, I, it was bothering me in my sports. I was doing ultimate frisbee, running and jumping. Mm. And, um, and I just wanted to get rid of those symptoms. And one of my good friends who was a physical therapist specialized in pelvic floor. And when I met her, I was like, why do you do that? And all the exciting things we can do as physical therapists, you know, why do you treat pelvic floor? You know, I feel like it's something that doesn't sound as interesting. And uh, she said, you know, that 
you know, it was very gratifying to help women with those issues. When I started having my problem, I was like, well, yes, I want that solution and started studying, you know, so right away, I wanted to help women and myself at the same time. So I went back to school Mm -hmm. and specialized for three years in pelvic floor um, to help with my symptoms and start talking about it. Because, you know, I was a physical therapist. It was a specialization of my profession mm-hmm. and I didn't want to know about it, you know. Yeah. So I was like, well, all those women that don't know that there's something they can do about this problem, I just wanted to shout it out every roof, you know, that you can do something about it. And what I discovered when, when you know, you're, you're going out with your girlfriends and having dinner and you talk with them and everybody has a story. There is their mom or their aunt or, you know, or themselves. And everybody wanted to learn more about the pelvic floor because it impacts so many things in our life. And I I know we'll talk about it later, but um, so really that's how I got started and really got passionate really quickly because when you take care of this, it changes lives. Um, So I started talking about it and never stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Can you give me an example of a powerful transformation that you've seen in the work that you do? Well, I think that helping women, it's so different from women to men. Um, So that's why I really decided to concentrate and really specialize in women. Mm -hmm. But when you help them, it changes their lives. Um, I have a lot of stories, uh, one that really, um, stays in my head, you know, is one woman that was on, um, the path of divorce with her husband, Mm -hmm. um, because of her pelvic floor issues. They didn't have intimacy anymore and has impact on her life. So many, so many impact. And she had trouble at her job too, because she had trouble staying seated and um and once we got rid of her symptoms it took she has been living with that for four or five years seen multiple specialists and when when we found finally found each other um you know in a couple of months we got her um well, good enough, you know, it wasn't perfect yet, but, you know, she was able to go to her job and be fully present because she didn't have to be on the meds she was taking also. And, um, and at, and at one point, you know, she said, well, my husband and I decided that we would stay together. So, you know, we, we cried wow. together because, you know, it has impact on so many things. You know, the pelvic floor has impact on intimacy and has impact every time you go to the restroom. We do that so often. Mm-hmm. Um, it has so many impacts that, you know, so I, I have the chills while I tell you this story because this is like, yeah. I think the most powerful story, um, in, in my career. But, you know, at different levels, it really changes um, what women are experiencing. So um, yeah. I think that's why I really switched completely. So it wasn't just part-time pelvic floor and other time, you know, physical therapy. It was like I wanted to do it full-time uh, yeah. to help as many women as possible. Yes. Oh, wow. I got the chills as well as you were talking about that because, like, you don't really think about how often the pelvic floor is impacting us, especially if you have issues like, like you said, going to the bathroom every single day. And there's also the um, emotional and like mental component of it, too, if you are having problems. So um, one question I did have is that obviously pelvic health can be kind of a sensitive 
topic for a lot of women, and um, it's often a source of embarrassment when talking to their doctors. Why do you think women find it so uncomfortable to bring it up, and and especially if they're having symptoms? Well, it's different for everybody. I think there's different reason for everybody. But you can hear in my accent, I am not from the United States. Yeah. I am from Canada. So I speak French. And yeah. over there, it's a little bit less taboo. But when I moved to the United States, I discovered that it was really hard to talk about that subject with people. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's because of religion or the way that we were brought up or just the fact that we don't talk about it. So we don't know that mm. there's something to do about it. Um, what I find it interesting in, is when I start talking about it, since I'm comfortable about this subject, um, I think it's important that we talk about our body. It's part of our body yes. and we go to the restroom every day. Um, so, you know, and, and intimacy is also important. Um, so when I talk about this, people are always, you know, even some people are, embarrassed at the beginning, they start listening, and then they start being more interested. And that, that is why yeah. I do what I do. I think that um, uh, since I have a medical background, um, for me, I talk about it with you know, the real words right. and the real functions. So I don't make it you know, I like something that should be embarrassing or shamed. Yeah. Um, so I think we really need to open the subject and talk about something that we're not used to talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, I was having, um, this morning I had a coaching call with my students and, um, they really enjoyed having the safe space. I have group coaching. So we are, all together and at the beginning everybody's kind of like ah oh, you know yeah. how will I feel to talk about this but everybody is happy that they have a safe space to talk about it and you know that we can talk about it because it's something that a lot of women experience mm -hmm. one out of two women will have leaks at one point in their lives and wow. we're just talking about leaks so you know there's also pain with sex there's mm -hmm. um, there's prolapse which are the organs that are descending in um in the vagina so this can happen also for multiple reasons so everybody can have symptoms down there and and it's important to talk about it so we can find solutions mm -hmm. And what we don't know is sometimes even the doctors have their taboo about the subject. So if yeah. you're going to see your family doctor, maybe that person is also has her her opinion and her shame and everything here, everything that she brings with her. Um, so it's not as easy to talk about it. So I, I think that's also why sometimes doctor will say, you know, it's normal or just go see a video on YouTube about it and mm. you'll be. And um, I think it's important to know that there's things that you can do and it's important to open the subject. Yeah. Yeah. Just having like an open, honest conversation about it, because I think and, and not just with pelvic health, but with a bunch of different you know, subjects in healthcare, there's so much shame, there's so much embarrassment talking about anything that's wrong with us. Um, you know, because we and, and it's interesting that earlier that you talked about the difference between 
you know, the the health culture in Canada versus the health culture here in America. And I just found that so interesting. Um, and you kind of actually answered my next question, which are, you know, what are the common problems that you see in the work that you do with women? And what are the the most common symptoms? And you talked about prolapse and, um, and pain and, and things like that. So can you, um, can you tell me like what your typical process is in helping women with pelvic floor symptoms? So my practice has changed with the years. At the beginning, I was seeing people like a normal physical therapist one-on-one. They would come and see me in my, my clinic and, um, and yeah, we would have a, a bunch of treatments together, getting them exercises. And with time, uh, well, what I discovered is I was treating the pelvic floor. So being very Western medicine way, uh, only yeah. concentrating there. And then I, I helped. I also uh, worked in a pain clinic where people um, had really complex pain that they had for a long time. And then I worked with a psychologist and I, I learned yeah. to see a little bit more the mental component and the whole body. So that really opened me to this. And then I started using that for all my clients because... It is a whole body. You know, the pelvic floor is just a part, but it works with the rest of your body. So this has really changed my practice because I really use a holistic approach, Mm. connecting everything together. Um, So I went back when we moved to the United States, I couldn't practice as a physical therapist. So I decided to go and study (laughs) to everything that was missing, you know, for me when I was doing my practice. So I went to study yoga therapy and I also added to my toolbox low pressure fitness which also relieves the the pressure on the pelvic floor um, because sometimes the pelvic floor is not the problem. It's it's just the victim and it's the one giving us symptoms. We have leaks, but the problem is more that uh, the way that you breathe gives more pressure on your pelvic floor and then, you know, can give you leaks or even urgency having to go to the bathroom more often than the normal. So, you know, if you find yourself going to the bathroom every hour, um, the normal is more between two or three hours. So if you're having trouble holding it that long, you know, there's something going on in your body. It's a symptom. So Mm -hmm. now we have to find the cause. And that's what I've been working on. It's really finding the root of the Mm -hmm. problem and connecting people with their body. And I know that we (laughs) we really... We are, uh, yes. We're We're really connected on that. Yeah. I I love whenever I hear people say that is to find the root cause and not just treat symptoms because so often, and I think, you know, I can't really speak for healthcare in any other country, but here in America, I know that it's so much of putting a bandaid on problems and and prescribing medicine and um, just giving someone a really quick fix and then sending them off and and not seeing them again for another year. Like, it's really important to me as um, a nurse who now practices in her own private practice. Like, I, I really try to go deep with my clients and find the root cause of whatever their issue is. Um, obviously, with referring to the appropriate healthcare providers as necessary. But I love how you speak about just the holistic approach and how, you know, the pelvic floor, pelvic health in general, how that's such a taboo topic um, here. Um, I love how you in your practice just can normalize that for women and allow them that safe space, like you talked about earlier, to just 
have those conversations and really share what their issues are and get to the root because every person has a different root cause. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's reconnecting with this part of our body because a lot of women, a lot of when you have a problem down there, well, there's ways to manage, you know, people will mm-hmm. wear a pad or they will change the way they do things. They will make sure they know where every bathrooms are when they go out or they will go just in case. So they, they manage. So they, they, they use all their mental space to manage this, but yeah. still they, they, they can go through and continue what they are doing. Some people will stop jumping, you know, other people will wear pads. Jump, you know, there's different ways that you can manage. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, you disconnect with your body. Mm -hmm. You're not listening to the messages it's sending you anymore. And then, you know, if somebody tells you to do kegels, because that's the thing that we hear more often, you know, if you have leaks, then do kegels. You have pelvic floor issues, do kegels. Mm -hmm. And kegels are exercises that have been invented in the 1800s. It's been a while and it's very general, just specific to the pelvic floor. But usually it doesn't go to the root cause. Yeah. And one out of three will, will not have um, results from this. And then people think that they're stuck with that forever because kegels mm-hmm. didn't work. And well, it's not the case, you know, yeah. because you need to, to figure out what's, you know, what's the root cause. That, that kind of leads me into my next question. Are, what are, are there other like exercises or routines or lifestyle changes that you typically recommend to your clients um, besides Kegel exercises um, that people don't really talk about or know about? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kegels are like kind of at the end of my <laughs> really of my yeah. program. Yes. Um, it's so interesting uh, because this morning I had a coaching calls and the women that were with me this morning um, are at not even half of my program and they already see changes and they didn't do any exercises wow, yet. That is um, so insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were kind of like, yeah, you know, I can't wait for the exercises, but at the same time, I really see results, you know, I haven't. Seen, so it wow. was really interesting to, to hear them say that. Uh, but the first thing that I tell people is to reconnect with their body. You know, because the body is telling you what it needs and we need to listen. So I show them how to do that. Uh, but the way that I start reconnecting is through the breath. For the pelvic floor, it's also very important. And the reason is very anatomic. Yeah. <laughs> the reason for that is that the, the diaphragm, which is our muscle, um, our respiratory muscle, our main one, there's others, mm-hmm. um, you know, moves up and down when we breathe. And our pelvic floor, which is under, you know, will move with our diaphragm. Yeah. So when we connect with our breathing, it's the easiest way to reconnect with our pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of people, the pelvic floor doesn't move much because they are stressed and they mm-hmm. breathe really shallow. So then they don't have movement. So, you know, doing kegels won't do anything because mm-hmm. they will try to contract against their breathing and then it doesn't work. Um, 
and I even have like a story, a woman that did, um, that was doing kegels for 20 years and never thought about her breathing. And she, she came to a free masterclass that I was giving. And in this free masterclass, she reconnected with her pelvic floor and really saw the difference right away of connecting breathing with the pelvic floor after 20 years of doing exercises every day and not seeing results. It was just amazing. But wow. just, you know, connecting with the breath and the pelvic floor, it makes a big difference because then you make your pelvic floor move with the rest of your body. Mm -hmm. So that's just the start. So bringing awareness with your breath and your pelvic floor. And then we need to look at the habits. There's so many habits that we have around going to the restroom that we don't know are bad habits. Um, And we learned that when we are young, Um, you know, just going, just going, um, potty before we go for a long drive, just in case. Well, when we do that, we teach things to our bladder that wants to empty even if it's not full. So this could create us to go to the bathroom before we really we really need to because our bladder thinks that it needs to go before it's full. Um, another example is sometimes people will go to the bathroom and bear down, you know, Mm -hmm. push down to go faster, you know, when you go just in case, or we, we, we have to, our body is not telling us that it needs to go. So when we are seated there, we push down. Mm -hmm. Um, And this will push on our pelvic floor and will could create weakness also on our pelvic floor. Um, So this is our all habits that we have, and we don't even know that they are bad habits. Yeah. Uh, But Inside your bladder, there's a muscle and it's supposed to be working by itself. When you need to empty, you're supposed to relax on the toilet and then let your bladder do its job. Um, I didn't even really think about that because I was told that all the time as a kid, you know, to go to the restroom before we go on like a long road trip so that we don't have to stop and uh, didn't really take into account how much that can affect us in in our pelvic health in, in the future. That's crazy. Yes. And that, that's just two examples. There, there's yeah, <laughs> I know there's probably so many more, but I'm just learning so much from this conversation with you. It's just so insightful. Yeah. <laughs> but we all do that, you know, it's, it's, and it's not something to be ashamed of. You know, we all do that. We teach our kids to do that. And we, when we are potty training, it's okay. But, yeah. you know, at one point we need to be listening to our body and go when it needs to. So it really, it's just creating that connection again. Yes. I like that you, you use the word connection. And, and as you were describing, even the breath work that you use with your clients, it, it just made me think of this like one big machine that has so many different parts, of course, but also like it, everything works together. Like when one part of the machine isn't working, the whole system is failing. And I love that approach and and not just looking at pelvic floor symptoms as its own separate entity, but that everything is interconnected. Yes. Mm. Yes. And I, I think earlier, you know, you, you were telling that, you know, we were talking about what the pelvic floor symptoms could be, but having pelvic floor issues can also give you back pain and hip mm. pain because, you know, everything is related and the pelvic floor is part of the core muscles. So it yeah. works with your abdominals, with your back muscles, with your diaphragm. So even people with back pain, Mm-hmm. I will work on their pelvic floor to make sure that everything works together. And often the pelvic floor 
stopped working the right way because, you know, it's not working with the team. Um, yeah. Wow. So those are other symptoms. Mm-hmm. As the machine, you know, it's part of the machine and the pelvic floor is kind of at the center. You know, there's a diaphragm yeah. and the pelvic floor is also very important and and is used every day, you know. Yes. Oh, wow. I I want to dive a little bit deeper into like the emotional and the mental components. So whenever you whenever a client comes to you and they're having pelvic floor problems, how do you see it affecting um other areas of their life. So their relationships, I know we talked a little bit about how intimacy can be a huge issue, but what are some of the, the bigger problems that can come from, from pelvic floor symptoms that you've seen? Well, there's a lot of shame, you know, mm-hmm. from having leaks and being worried about the fact that some people might notice or the smell if we're talking about urine leaks you know mm-hmm. um, I've seen women uh, stopping doing social activities because mm-hmm. they were scared you know because sometimes when you laugh it creates a lot of pressure in your abdomen and sometimes people will have leaks at that point so yeah. they stop having social activities to prevent having leaks so it can really have a big impact impact on mm. your confidence and how you show up in life. Um, mm-hmm. um, I had a client who was really trying not to laugh when she was with friend. And I, I feel it makes me so sad, you know, to, yeah. to see that impact because we all need to be, uh, you know, just let it out, you know. And uh, yeah, so uh, the pelvic floor was making her prevent her from having real fun, you know, legitimate, legit fun, you know, and um, so those are, you know, the the least could really on different levels, you know, for some people, it doesn't worry them and, uh, and others, you know, can have really a big impact on on their day to day activities. there's some people also that are worried. They've seen their mother having problems, their grandmother, or needed surgery, and they're worried that it might get worse. And so it makes them very anxious of what can happen. Uh, so they try to prevent, you know, they're, they're not doing their sports anymore, or they're mm-hmm. not doing because they don't want to make things worse. But then they don't really know how to help themselves right here, right now. And, and well, the, the intimacy also is a big part, you know, having, um, because the pelvic floor, it has an impact on orgasm. If your pelvic floor is too weak, you yeah. won't be able to have orgasm. It's really the muscles that keep the blood into uh, the clitoris and that, that creates the orgasm. So if your pelvic floor is not strong enough, uh, you you won't be able to have the pleasure that that you could have, and if your pelvic floor is too tight, then it can give you pain. So it also mm-hmm. impacts uh, um, your intimacy. So um, it's really it can really have a big impact on uh, on a couple's life. Um, so yeah, so there's so many things and ways to manage around it you know Mm -hmm. so people some people will try to prevent having those activities and other people will continue even though they have this and be worried or anxious about it um 
Mm-hmm. And when we connect with the breath and the rest of the machine, then, you know, have your pelvic floor, if it's not working well, it will have an impact on your breath. And then having, not being able to breathe uh, fully, then it has an impact on your mind also. So, you yeah. know, everything is really um, connected. Yeah. yeah. And that, and I remember you earlier talking about like the stress levels, like whenever someone's incredibly stressed it just affects the way that you breathe which affects your pelvic floor and it uh stress in general can cause so many other health health issues not just with like pelvic health but uh i i really it's so interesting to be able to look at pelvic health and the pelvic floor in general as um as a holistic problem and not just a singular problem So for all of the women who are out there who don't get the joy of working with you, what uh, what would you say are your top three tips for women out there to develop a healthy pelvic floor? Well, the, um, the first thing is to reconnect. So listen to your body. Mm-hmm. I, I had calls with women that, you know, when I ask questions, they don't know what's happening. They don't know when they have leaks. They don't know... Um, You know, so they, they, they try to ignore it so much that even though I ask question about it, they, they don't know what's happening. So already the first part is to acknowledge what your body is telling you and become aware. Um, you know, do you go to the restroom? Um, really often do you do you wait does your body tells you that you need to go and then you get so busy that you end up two hours later and you haven't gone yet and then that's when you have a leak so you know what's happening when is that you know when, when are your symptoms coming Well, this is the first part. And I think it's a big one, you know, just become mm-hmm. body aware. Mm-hmm. Um, the second tip, you know, is the breath. I think it would be to connect with the breath and uh, try to create movement in your pelvic floor um, with your breath. And the third thing I, I think would be um, what I would suggest is go back to your posture and uh, still with body awareness. Um When you correct a little bit your posture, it relieves the pressure on your pelvic floor. Yeah. The pelvic floor is often a victim, is often a victim mm-hmm. of having the pressure of our abdomen, mm-hmm. uh, our abdominal content on it. And then it needs to hold everything all the time. So when you add pressure, when you sneeze, it's just adds that little pressure that your body cannot hold anymore. Or when you laugh or when you jump, just that added pressure will give you uh, the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So if you can connect and correct with your posture, then already your pelvic floor doesn't even need to strengthen. It just It's just relieved and then it can control better. Yeah. Um, I think that would be... Um, the first steps. And I know it goes like at the opposite of everything that we've heard. But you know, only then, if we still have symptoms, then we can try to strengthen our pelvic floor. And your pelvic floor should work with the rest of your body, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the day. And you shouldn't have to think about it. So yeah. once you reconnect with your, your pelvic floor, then you can, you know, it, it will be trained while you lift your groceries, while you bend down mm-hmm. forward, while you lift your kiddos, while you put your dishes into your cupboards. Mm-hmm. It will work all day long. So you don't need 
added training, you know, mm, for yeah. just the pelvic floor. And I think that, well, for me, um, not having to do pelvic floor exercise was such a relief because ex- I'm a physio, but physio exercises are so boring yeah. <laughs> most of the time. You have to stop and do your little exercise. And, and when you're recovering, yes, you need to do that. Yes. But then you need to stop. You know, if you have an ankle sprain, you don't want to do your ankle exercises for the rest of your life. Right. You want to recover from it and then just walk. Yeah. <laughs> and, create the connection that it needs to have, and then just live your life (laughs) and be able to trust your body. Wow. Yeah. I love that approach to to everything. It's so interesting how earlier you were talking about how the pelvic floor has to support basically all of the things that lie above it. And, you know, anatomically, I am aware of that. But then also, like, you don't realize how much it impacts you when you laugh or sneeze or whatever, like your pelvic floor is there to kind of like support everything. And whenever you're not um, connected in the rest of your body, you're putting a lot of strain on your pelvic floor. And I loved Mm -hmm. that connection that we made there as we were talking. This information is so is so helpful for people who who have kiddos who are pregnant, who are looking to start a family and and have that, um, these are just things to definitely be aware about because your pelvic floor is going to go through a lot during that. Yes, <laughs> Do you work but with it's, pregnant women as well? Uh, not at the moment. It's something that I want to. I, I did that a lot before I moved here. And my program right now is for every woman, not yeah. just the moms, not just yeah. because, you know, we talk a lot about pregnancy and postpartum because, yes, you know, having a baby stretches your pelvic floor. So it's it's a trauma for this part of your body, yeah. a little bit like an, an ankle sprain. So, you mm-hmm. know, after that, you have to give yourself time to recover. Mm-hmm. So just a tip for the moms out there, the, yeah. the pregnant women, when you have your baby, you know, we're used to doing everything and we don't want to take time for ourselves, but you need to give yourself a bit of time to recover mm-hmm. from this um, because we want to go back but you know you wouldn't walk on an ankle sprain and it's the same thing your pelvic floor needs a little bit of time you know lying to recover from giving birth um, but I created a program and it's for all women because well a lot of women after having a baby they don't have time to take care of themselves so some women end up um, with adult kiddos, you know, they're there and they haven't done anything and they're ready to take care of their pelvic floor. So, you know, yeah. so this program is made for, for them, but also all the other women's that have, that have, uh, pelvic floor issues and, um, never had babies. And this can happen, you know, um, if you were doing gymnastics when you were younger or, you know, um, figure skating and you fell a lot, you know, um, this will have an impact on your pelvis. If you're very stressed, it can have an impact on your pelvis. Um, so there's many reasons to have pelvic floor issue and we need to talk about it and mm-hmm. we can do something about it. Even though we cannot pinpoint when it started, Yeah, there's still something you can do about it. Are, are there any resources or are there any resources that you can direct listeners to if they want to dive more into pelvic floor? Well, I... 
I have a Facebook group where I go live every week to talk about the pelvic floor. So I teach yeah. different components, how to connect with your body. So if you go on my website, um, I've created resources on the different habits that could make you leak and, um, and, th uh, how to analyze. So a bladder diary to analyze oh. what you drink, what, how often you're going just to give you a little bit of awareness. Um, Because just that awareness makes a big difference um, in the way you approach. And, and sometimes just being aware, it will change your symptoms because yeah. then, you know, <laughs> then you know that you're waiting a bit too much and maybe just changing that will change your symptoms. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's, a, so you can find that on, on my website. I understand you also have a course on, um, uh, on pelvic health. Can you explain a little bit more about that for listeners in case they want to join? Yes, since what I do is really through awareness and connection with your body, I decided to, um, I wanted to help more women uh, by going online and talk about it. So I have my Facebook group where, where I talk and I explain a lot of things, but I also have a program where I coach every week with women and there's an on-demand course where I take you through the habits uh, that we've talked about, how to become aware of the signals of your body and how to connect with your body through your breathing. And, um, and then I use yoga therapy to go into the movement because mm -hmm. it's something to do, be able to do exercise and connect while we are static sitting or standing, but then we, life is moving. So we need to go back to moving. And, and at the last, uh, the last module is about low pressure fitness, which is really releasing the pelvic floor from the pressure of our upper body. So I really take you through the steps that we've talked about in, in this, uh, in this uh, recording, um, to, um, to really reconnect with your body so that you're able to go back to the activities that you love. So really, wow. uh, and then not having to do exercises every day. So that's yeah. really uh, my objective. And, you know, it has been such a great journey with this course. I've been doing this for a year and um, the results are amazing. And um Yeah, it's just, it just brings me joy. This morning I had a coaching calls and I, I had chills when the women were telling me their wins of just being aware and, uh, be able to reconnect with their body while they, they do their day and they're not they don't have to do exercises every day. So it doesn't take a lot of time mm -hmm. um, to connect and a lot of time in your day to do um, the program. So, um, so that's what I do. Perfect. I will link yeah. that down below for everyone so they can check it out. I think it's going to be so helpful. I love that you said that awareness is like the first step because I'm uh, honestly noticing that that's the first step in like everything when it comes to our <laughs> own health is just becoming aware, becoming aware of like what's going on right now, becoming aware of what our habits are what our body is telling us and from there there's so much growth that can happen because we have some kind of starting point we have somewhere to um to gauge what where we want to go where we want to be in our bodies and um and also hone in on what is not feeling right, what's not feeling aligned. So I love that piece that you talked about. And I think that's always what I say, you know, if you listen the right way, then your body will tell you what to do. Yeah. And um, I, I think that 
I, it, there's a shift, you know, there's a yeah. shift for us, you know, to, to become aware and listening to our body a little bit more and not just trying to find a band-aid, like you were saying. Oh, yes. Yeah. I like to end each episode with asking this question. So this is the Aligned and Well podcast. And we talked a lot today about how to align your body so that your pelvic floor is supported and healthy. Um, overall, for you as a holistic um, wellness professional, what does being aligned and well mean for you? I think it's taking time for myself mm. uh, a little bit every day. And it's not always possible. <laughs> I'm a mom of three. Yeah. And you know, sometimes life catches me and, you know, I get, but when I don't take the time, I feel it in my day. Yeah. So, um, so when I, when, when I can become aware <laughs> that, you know, I didn't take any time just to breathe. Sometimes yeah. it's just taking the time to breathe. Uh, it makes such a difference and mm. it makes a difference on a lot of levels. You know, I can feel it in my body. Um, if I take the time to breathe that I will, I will feel my muscles relax. I feel my mind is calmer. Um, so I think this is really the way that I can align and be my best self. Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't need to be a lot. It mm -hmm. just needs to be present. Yeah. And, um, for a couple of minutes, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A couple of minutes of breathing can do a world of a difference in my yes. day. So I love that. Thank you so much, Julie, for taking the time to interview with me today and for um, giving my listeners some, some valuable things to, to consider in pelvic health. Thank you so much for having me. That's been a pleasure. I think we're so aligned and I, I was really enjoying this conversation with you. So thank you for opening to this uh, sensitive conversation, but I, I hope it's beneficial to the, your listeners. Wow, such an amazing conversation with Julie. One of the goals that I had for this interview was just to help normalize the conversation around pelvic health and pelvic floor symptoms. And I really hope you guys got some valuable um, information from this interview. Um, I will leave all of Julie's information, her website, her social links, her course, her Facebook group, all in the show notes for you guys to check her out. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And if you have any questions for me or you would like to work with me in some way, I do offer free discovery sessions every month. And I also have a free Facebook community focused on um, cultivating self-love and holistic wellness support. So you can find the link to both of those in the show notes as well. I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. So if you are listening on a podcast platform where you can leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. If this episode resonated with you, please share it on social media and tag me at Nurse Coach Sean. Thanks so much, everyone. And as always, I'm here to serve and support you in the most powerful way I can. It is my mission and my purpose as a nurse coach to be an advocate for self-love and compassion so that I can help you leverage your own inner power and healing potential in the pursuit of a well and aligned life. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have a wonderful week. I'm nurse coach Sean. And remember, when all is aligned, all is well. Love you guys.
Hey friends, I'm nurse coach Sean, and this is my podcast. In this podcast, I will be sharing with you how to create a well and balanced life that connects with who you truly are, whether it be a meditation or mindfulness practice, an insightful interview, or just sharing my own journey and expertise on different life and wellness topics. Hopefully, if you're listening, you will walk away feeling more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to cultivate radical self-love. This is your encouragement to create a more fulfilling and vibrant life for yourself. This is your invitation to lean into your curiosity and intuition. Together, let's build a compassionate space through which to heal. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. I'm nurse coach Sean, your host. And today I am going to be interviewing um, Lauren Fonville. She is an integrative energy practitioner. I'm really excited about this interview because we're going to be talking all about EFT and tapping. Um, so Lauren um is an energy practitioner with an advanced EFT certification specializing in tapping for stress, anxiety, and trauma. Um, she guides her clients on a journey of self-healing to break through obstacles, whether that be physical, mental, or emotional, that are keeping them stuck and holding them back in their life or their business. Um, she is someone who believes that we all have the answers within, and sometimes we just need a little help accessing them. So again, really excited about this interview. We are so aligned in so many ways. And so I hope you guys find a lot of value in this conversation. Let's go ahead and get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. I'm nurse coach Sean, your host. And today I am going to be interviewing um, Lauren Fonville. She is an integrative energy practitioner. I'm really excited about this interview because we're going to be talking all about EFT and tapping. Um, so Lauren um, is an energy practitioner with an advanced EFT certification specializing in tapping for stress, anxiety, and trauma. Um, she guides her clients on a journey of self-healing to break through obstacles, whether that be physical, mental, or emotional, that are keeping them stuck and holding them back in their life or their business. Um, she is someone who believes that we all have the answers within, and sometimes we just need a little help accessing them. So again, really excited about this interview. We are so aligned in so many ways. And so I hope you guys find a lot of value in this conversation. Let's go ahead and get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. I'm nurse coach Sean, your host. And today I am going to be interviewing um, Lauren Fonville. She is an integrative energy practitioner. I'm really excited about this interview because we're going to be talking all about EFT and tapping. Um, so Lauren um, is an energy practitioner with an advanced EFT certification specializing in tapping for stress, anxiety, and trauma. Um, she guides her clients on a journey of self-healing to break through obstacles, whether that be physical, mental, or emotional, that are keeping them stuck and holding them back in their life or their business. 
Um, she is someone who believes that we all have the answers within, and sometimes we just need a little help accessing them. So again, really excited about this interview. We are so aligned in so many ways. And so I hope you guys find a lot of value in this conversation. Let's go ahead and get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. I'm nurse coach Sean, your host. And today I am going to be interviewing um, Lauren Fonville. She is an integrative energy practitioner. I'm really excited about this interview because we're going to be talking all about EFT and tapping. Um, So Lauren um, is an energy practitioner with an advanced EFT certification, specializing in tapping for stress, anxiety, and trauma. Um, she guides her clients on a journey of self-healing to break through obstacles, whether that be physical, mental, or emotional, that are keeping them stuck and holding them back in their life or their business. Um, she is someone who believes that we all have the answers within, and sometimes we just need a little help accessing them. So again, really excited about this interview. We are so aligned in so many ways. And so I hope you guys find a lot of value in this conversation. Let's go ahead and get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. I'm nurse coach Sean, your host. And today I am going to be interviewing um, Lauren Fonville. She is an integrative energy practitioner. I'm really excited about this interview because we're going to be talking all about EFT and tapping. Um, So Lauren um, is an energy practitioner with an advanced EFT certification, specializing in tapping for stress, anxiety, and trauma. Um, She guides her clients on a journey of self-healing to break through obstacles, whether that be physical, mental, or emotional, that are keeping them stuck and holding them back in their life or their business. Um, She is someone who believes that we all have the answers within, and sometimes we just need a little help accessing them. So again, really excited about this interview. We are so aligned in so many ways. And so I hope you guys find a lot of value in this conversation. Let's go ahead and get into it.